That Triathlon Show, episode 12. Hello everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, presented by scientifictriathlon.com. As always, I'm your host Michael and tonight at the time of this recording, I'm actually really tired, so I'm going to jump right into the content. I just got back from a hard track workout, the first track workout of the year. The snow is finally gone here in Helsinki, Finland, so I took the opportunity, uh, or my coach had me, <laughs> go to the track and do 16 by 400 as a nice little introduction to the hard period ahead in preparation for the summer's races so so that was fun i actually enjoyed it a lot it was hard but now i'm pretty pretty tired i'm standing here recording this episode trying to recover with uh, compression socks but yeah soon off to bed so let's get into the q a and these questions that i've got are from readers who have sent them in to at my email address michael at scientifictriathlon.com and that's michael with a k so you can do that and get your questions answered on future q a episodes or you can get them answered on by our guests or by me on any other regular episode so keep sending in those questions and we'll get them answered so the first question that we have is from mark in the united kingdom so he writes that i find it challenging with age making the transition from a whipped youngster to an old jit and the amount of recovery I now need compared to what I used to need. I find running a lot more difficult than I used to, but I'm putting much more into the bike, particularly on the turbo trainer. I want a higher base level so that I can join a club. I appreciate I can join at any level, only pride is making me wait a couple more months. And as soon as I have this, I know it will help immensely. I have never been on social media, but the wealth and depth of information on your website may be the deciding factor in opening an account. Your passion for what you have put together is inspiring. Thanks, Mark. Mark, thank you so much for your kind words and for your question. Yeah, age is uh, definitely something that, that is a challenge for a lot of triathletes. And it's something that we talked a lot about in episode one on that triathlon show when Joe Friel was on as a guest. And the three main topics that we covered with trying to stay fast after 50, that is uh, a phrase that was coined after the name of his book, basically, is to keep doing high intensity intervals. So VO2 max type efforts, because that will help you on uh, the hormonal side of things with releasing growth hormone and so on. And, uh, and also keeping your aerobic capacity up which because that is what declines the most with age and not your endurance so doing those high intensity intervals but you need to put in that recovery you can't do it as you say as often as you used to so recovery is crucial and that includes being more diligent with your sleep and proper nutrition and nutrition at the right time as well so that you can get the most out of your recovery and the other thing that we discussed was lifting weights so that again in terms of uh, the hormonal response to lifting weights, that's something that is really great for aging athletes and also keeping lean muscle mass and uh, reducing the body fat percentage, which is the third thing, which is a combination of 
lifting weights and good nutrition because with age it gets increasingly more difficult to stay lean and keep a low body fat percentage and that is always going to be in triathlon which is in cycling and running at least they're weight bearing sports or you you are carrying your weight even on your on the bike so that is going to affect how you perform endurance wise so those three main points would be high intensity intervals but with recovery sleep and recovery nutrition and uh, lifting weights to doing that on a regular basis and uh, pretty heavy weights and uh, doing fewer reps and you can do quite a few sets but but heavier weights and fewer reps that is going to stimulate a hormonal response that is very beneficial and then finally the combination of lifting weights and good nutrition to keep lean muscle mass and reduce the body fat percentage another thing that i find helpful and that i've actually started using with one of my athletes although she isn't old by any means but we just think that it will work better for her because she has had problems with injuries it's 10 day training cycles instead of seven day training cycles and i think that joe mentioned that on our show as well so not trying to cram it all in into seven days just because the week is seven days taking 10 days and that might help mean that you get get that extra recovery that you need and you can fit in those high intensity sessions in different sports as well within the same micro cycle without sacrificing or compromising your recovery and matt dixon also talks about that he's the guest that i will have on my next episode and very well-known elite level coach and author so so 10 day cycles or just 12 day cycles nine day cycles whatever works for you but not being married to the idea of a seven day cycle is something that for aging athletes specifically may be a very good idea and uh, i would also say don't let pride stand in the way of joining a club as long as you train sensibly and not just let them decide what workouts you do then joining a club is going to be a lot of fun and you'll get to improve in a in an environment with like-minded people so yeah don't let pride stand in your way and thank you again for your praise and for your kind words about the website i really really appreciate it mark all right and the next question is from nick from all the way from australia which is uh, on the other side of the world from where i am in finland and a place that i would very much like to visit if uh, there is anybody willing to sponsor me (laughs) but that's a side note so nick writes Swimming is very difficult for me at present as I have just started and uh, never did it through school or after. I also haven't even participated in a triathlon at this stage due to the swim. I started about a month and a half ago, just got to a 1500 meter swim with minimal stops. I have been running for about a year and a half, completed a couple of half marathons and one marathon last year. I'm usually a mountain biker, but starting to ride on the road a little more. I'm currently riding about two times a week, approximately 150k. I run twice per week, about 20 to 30. I think that's minutes, probably not kilometers. And swim twice a week, 2,500 meters in total, I think. Any help is welcome, but I need to get more info on the technical aspects of each sport so I can work on technique. Thank you for your sight, Nick. All right, Nick, thank you so much for your question. It's great to hear that you're starting out in triathlon. That's such an exciting time. You have so much fun ahead of you with seeing those 
times fall, records fly all over the place as you keep progressing. You're up for some good times, man. So congrats. It's uh, super cool to to hear that you got started in triathlon. I always enjoy hearing that. And uh, I think you've made great progress on your swim so far, like going from nothing the way I understand it to swimming 1500 meters with minimal stops in a month and a half. That's nothing to be laughed at. So very good job. I would say that for the swimming in particular, I would strongly advise you to at this early point, get somebody, a good instructor to be on deck and get a few lessons, get at least four lessons once a week. And then you do one or two extra sessions yourself working on those things that that instructor has you do, but make sure it's a really good instructor. And I would advise you to seek out somebody who is very knowledgeable about triathlon swimming, because there are a lot of swim coaches, well-meaning swim coaches that teach swimming the pool swing way, which is just not as beneficial for triathletes as somebody who knows what triathlon swimming is about. So one example would be I mean, I hear it all, of, all the time about swim coaches that are trying to make you swim to the other end of the lane in as few strokes as possible, or trying to saying that you should breathe on every three or five strokes. And that's just not what we do in real life as triathletes. Swimming in triathlon is not a breath holding contest. It's a swimming contest. So who gets to T1 first, basically? It, it's not about who takes in the least amount of oxygen and you if you breathe anything less than on every second stroke so once every arm cycle there has been studies that show that you reduce your oxygen uptake by at least 27 percent so that's just one of the things that that can be dangerous with if you get an instructor that is very much of the traditional pool swimming school of thought and another thing as i said the distance per stroke myth because it's not about who takes the least amount of strokes either it's about who gets to the t1 fastest and if you swim to one lane in in eight strokes that's perfect you i'm sure you look very pretty but uh, if i swim there in in 18 strokes but uh, i'm 10 seconds faster than you then yeah it's um it's not about taking the least amount of strokes, uh, especially in the open water turnover is important. So these are side notes, but but these are just why I strongly advise people to seek out help from instructors that know triathlon swimming. But at this early stage, I would advise you to seek out on-deck help from a good coach who can analyze you and give you individual feedback. An alternative is, of course, to send in some video analysis to, to somebody and uh, and get that analyzed but but i think that a non-deck coach for at least four lessons once a week for a month would be very good but you're well on your way so that's excellent excellent news and uh, i will also include a link in the show notes to an article that i wrote on how to get started with triathlon swimming for beginners so you can check that out and also go back and listen to the podcast that we've had with jerry rodriguez in episode three and he's one of those coaches that i would would definitely put in the bucket of really, really knowing everything there is to know about triathlon swimming and being the perfect coach for triathlon swimmers. And in a, just in the last episode, I believe, or I'm forgetting already, but Carlin Pipes was on just recently, and uh, episode nine it was. So okay, it was a few episode episodes ago, but but she also knows swimming and she is a very, very good coach. And I have used a lot of her teachings myself with good results so so that is another episode that i would go back and listen to 
Just briefly about your overall training structure with two sessions per week in each discipline. I would say it looks very good for you because you you have a, a good balance and you don't have... Your swimming is good enough that it's not per se an incredibly big weakness compared to the other sports. Maybe you might have very weeks where you do just one bike and three swims instead. So maybe every other week that would be a swim-focused week. But, but other than that, I think it looks good. You could maybe... Since you even have a stronger background in running and biking, you could also alternate just reducing the amount of runs to one per week. But but running is a sport that depends a lot on frequency in workouts. So one run per week is a bit too little, maybe. But that's something to consider to do from time to time, maybe. And one other piece of feedback is that your rides seem long if you do 150k on two rides so i'd say maybe one long ride of two hours you don't even need to go two hours necessarily but if you want to ride long then one long ride of two hours is fine but then the other one would be a shorter one hour ride with structured interval work so maybe something like zone free sweet spot intervals they could be something like 85 to to 90 percent of your functional threshold power or your functional threshold heart rate if you go by heart rate or or even uh, close to your threshold, th- those kinds of intervals are going to be very beneficial for you. So rather than do two very long rides, do one structured interval workout and one long ride. That is an endurance workout. All right. Thank you again for your question, Nick. And then finally, we have uh, Christophe from Spain who's asking... When you have a family, a job, and you try to balance your training with a high commitment for long-distance triathlon, where is the limit? Thank you very much for your question, Christoph. And that is an incredibly good question, but not an easy one to answer, if at all possible. Where is the limit? It's impossible to say. It depends on, on circumstances, of course. What I can say, and what you know, of course, I'm sure, is that uh, you can't sacrifice your job and your family Things that are not triathlon impose constraints on the amount of training that you can do. So you need to know realistically how much training can you do. And that's not what you could possibly do if you try to get really, really stressed and and micromanage every single minute of your day in one single week. Because if you try to do that for a long time, you will probably burn out. So rather what I would, I think that's what you should try to do, you should take maybe a, another approach and think about how much time do you actually have for training? And uh, and then you start figuring out how can you maximize how you use that available time. And of course, as I talked about in my last solo episode, which was on time management, it was back in episode... Hang on, let me see here. It was in episode 10. I talked about how you can find more time for training. So you can do some of those things, but as I said, micromanaging minutes is probably not the right way to go. Try to find a realistic amount of time that you can put in your week on a regular basis. Keep it week in, week out, with the exception of recovery weeks. And then you start thinking about how can I optimize how I use this amount of training. And this is something that we're actually, to an extent, talking about with Matt Dixon, as I mentioned earlier, when he comes on in the next episode so stay tuned for that and listen in. And Matt also has 
he is at the moment writing a series of articles that is called i think it's called the 10 hour iron man which uh which refers to actually training on 10 hours per week and not finishing an Ironman in 10 hours, but which you can do on 10 hours of training per week. So you don't need to do massive volumes to be an Ironman or long distance triathlete. And you can do it on a very limited amount of, of training time as well, be very good. So, so I try to approach it that way. And if you don't know how to structure your training to for optimal performance, you can go to scientifictriathlon.com forward slash effective. And uh, that's where I have a video series about effective triathlon training. You can check that out. Or depending on where your weaknesses are, you can send me another email and I can see if I can give you any more specific advice. But um, if you really want to optimize the training time that you have available, then I would strongly suggest you, you get a coach to work with individually. But thank you for your question. And uh, yeah... To summarize, don't sacrifice your job and family. Instead, take a different approach, ask another question. How much time do you have available? And how can you optimize that available time and keep to that schedule regularly? All right, we're coming to the end of the episode. Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. One thing that I wanted to mention, by the way, at the start of this episode, but I obviously forgot, is if you are still stuck on turbo trainers, which I am to an extent, probably not too much longer, but um, for a couple of weeks, I'd say, then a really good tip for you would be to go to YouTube and search Super League Triathlon. And that is that is a race, a really exciting race for me that recently took place on the Hamilton Island in Australia with 24 of the world's best triathletes from both long and short course triathlon and the race format wasn't your typical triathlons they had it was a stage race basically so they raced over three days the first day was a triple mix with three races and they mixed up the order of the different disciplines in triathlons for each race so that was cool and then you had an equalizer on the second day with a time trial and other cool stuff and then an eliminator race on the final day where people got eliminated and they were there were a few different stages of that race and so only the ones that were placed the best got to continue to the next race so they raced a lot and it was intense and it was fun to watch really really super exciting so for your next turbo workout go to youtube and put in super league triathlon and you can watch the entire broadcast of all the three days there and that's super cool really exciting race format it's chris mccormack maca former ironman world champion who who is uh, behind this super league triathlon so kudos to him for for doing that as I mentioned, on the next episode, we'll have Matt Dixon on. I will talk about Matt's pillars of performance. Matt is the author of The Well-Built Triathlete, and he's currently in the process of writing another book. So I really, really think that this one is something that for all you age groupers that are time crunched and you need to get the most out of your training, you need to listen to this episode. It's uh, one of the best interviews I think we've had so far. So definitely. Another cool thing tomorrow at the time of this recording, so that would be on the Friday on the 30th of March 2017, I'm interviewing Tim Noakes, who, as many of you will know, is one of the most well-known scientists in endurance sports of all time. So, so that will be cool. I'm really excited about that. So yeah, we will have Tim Noakes on the episode in in an upcoming episode in the near future. If you want to make sure you get all the new episodes, which I hope that you do want, if you enjoy the show, then hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app. And uh, as I mentioned a few blog posts in reference to these questions, 
I do other things than podcasting as well. My website is scientifictriathlon.com and the blog posts that I write aren't your regular 700 word fluff filler blog posts. They are really in-depth, well-researched. They take me probably 16 to 24 hours to write every single one of them. Some of them even more, maybe, even though that's a scary thought. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically they are filled, packed with value and uh, people are enjoying them. So if you want to stay on top of that, then you can go to scientifictriathlon.com, check out the blog. And if you want to get news of new blog posts, then you can subscribe to the email list. And I will also give you some of my uncensored, non-public thoughts on triathlon that I don't always put out on a blog. Nothing bad, but uh, you know, when I want to get something out quickly and want to get away from my perfectionist self, then I can write out an email. And those are often some of the best pieces of content that I do. So I highly recommend that you do that. There are over a thousand other subscribers on that newsletter. So you are in good company. All right, that's it for this episode. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon. Mm -hmm.